My original plan this week was to explore self-love and self-respect. But after trying to fit that huge topic into a 30-minute podcast and failing miserably, I decided to narrow my focus and instead discuss self-talk, specifically negative self-talk, as that is a huge part of how we feel about ourselves and how able we are to take part in self-love and self-respect practices. For years, we've been told to simply ignore any negative self-talk, to do our best, to just stuff those voices down, push them back into the closets, ignore them, and move on. Well, friends, I'm here to tell you that's trash advice because ignoring your negative self-talk is like ignoring every single yellow light and four-way stop sign you see. You can absolutely do it for a while. You can do it maybe even most of the time, but if you practice it all the time, it is going to catch up to you, and the result will be disastrous. Ignoring your self-talk is ignoring a huge opportunity for growth, and it's not a long-term solution. So instead of simply learning how to ignore it and shove it away, we should instead be focusing on learning how not to give it additional power, but more importantly, how to use it to our advantage, because there is so much wrapped up in our negative self-talk that we can learn from. Yes, We have a lot to learn from that dickhead voice that likes to pop off inside of our head. So again, I am trying to cover something in 20 to 30 minutes that is going to be a huge challenge. In the self-paced program I recently created, I have over 18 hours devoted to this topic. So when I say there is a lot to cover here... I mean it. (laughs) We have time to scratch the surface. So I implore you, if body acceptance, self-love, or negative self-talk is something you struggle with, please check out my Magic Mindset program. There is so much information there, and every single tool I have lives in that program. It will allow you to explore yourself with kindness, but also ruthless awareness of your bullshit. But for now, we're going to do our best to shove 18 hours into 20 minutes or less, hopefully. (laughs) So let's go. In short, we do not want to ignore negative self-talk because self-talk has so much valuable information tied up inside it. But it is uncomfortable and annoying to sit with that self-talk, which is why it's easier to allow ourselves to run off with that negative bullshit voice we hear inside of our heads rather than using that information as feedback. Using that self-talk is a warning signal that something is off in our lives that we should be taking time to explore and figure out. Examining our self-talk is uncomfortable because it requires us to pick apart our bullshit, to pull out all the baggage and garbage that we have in the deep, dark corners of ourselves and ask, what is really happening here? Because at the base of most negative self-talk is fear. Fear around something we believe we lack or fear around something we believe ourselves to be. And really, most of that fear is wrapped up in another layer of unworthiness because most negative self-talk is serving to keep us small, which is why ignoring it is only keeping us in a cage. Ignoring our negative self-talk strips us of the opportunity to self-question and explore. When we start examining our self-talk, we will start to understand both our values and our desires. Our values and that we will find what we think is important, which unfortunately is often surface-level bullshit around our body's appearance. 
And calling that out allows us to finally elevate beyond it and focus on what truly matters, the type of person we wish to be, the type of person we are, our abilities, our strengths, our goals, our desires, all those questions we have that we are scared to ask. So yes, negative self-talk is keeping us safe because it keeps us from asking ourselves the bigger question of what does this mean, what is this telling me, and what do I really want? All the things we ignore when our head is basically shoved up our asses by being focused on our appearance will start to unravel if we are willing to sit with and explore our negative self-talk. And look, I am not saying that caring what you look like is a bad thing. That is totally fine. We can all and should all take pride in our appearance. It is part of how we show up in the world, right? But when we talk shit to ourselves about our appearance or attach who we are as a person to our our appearance, that is where we get in trouble. Ask yourself, how much of your self-talk is based around the person you are, who you are as a person, your abilities, your strengths, your weaknesses, your personality traits, your qualities that determine how you show up for yourself, your people, your job, traits that cannot be taken away from you. And then ask, how much of your self-talk is based around your appearance? I am willing to bet that maybe... 10, maybe up to 30, but a small percentage of that voice is based around your personality traits, around who you are. But the majority of your self-talk that is happening in a negative way is focused around your body, which is crazy because we all know we are so much more than our appearance. We are so much more than our weight or so much more than our gene size. Our self-talk is confirming things about us that are not even true, tricking us into believing the only thing that matter in our life is our appearance. And I'm willing to bet that even that, you know, 10 to 30% that isn't based around your appearance really is when you start looking a little deeper because it's things like, I am not motivated, I am not disciplined, I am lazy. Again, tying back to how we interact with our physical beings. And so once we are willing to question what that voice is saying, we can learn a lot. I promise you, questioning that rude little voice that likes to pop off in our head will allow us to start feeling more confident and more secure. Knowing better allows us to do better. When we start examining those rude statements we tell ourselves, we will learn a lot. Things like, I am gross. I am bloated. I am ugly. I am fat. How many times have you said that to yourself? I am fat, which can't even be true, right? Fat is a tissue. That is the same thing as saying, I am eyeballs. I am hair. I am liver. We know that would be actually crazy to say. Like, you can't be hair. Well, you can't be fat either. And why is that such a bad thing? Fat keeps us alive. Like, we have attached all these weird associations and then turn them into a negative thing. Because of those, that voice inside of our head. So all that to say, when we take those negative statements and ask them what they are really telling us, we can spin them around and we can make new ones. Once they have actual benefit in our lives, we can start coming up with new affirmations. Because guess what? That's what all negative self-talk is. It's an affirmation that is confirming our bullshit. 
And we have been believing those affirmations for years. So why not try on different ones, ones that actually serve a constructive purpose in our lives? Anything, anything that follows the words I am is an affirmation, a statement around who you are or who you believe yourself to be at any moment in time. If you've worked with me in any capacity, you know my love for affirmations. It is one of the first things we discuss in every single coaching program I do, and it is something that I demand that anybody working with me do every single day. Write down three daily affirmations because they will change your entire life. The thing is, is people have a hard time doing them at first because it can seem like such a stretch. We are so used to listening to that negative, you know, small voice in our head. And so going to the opposite can feel a little weird at first. But that does not mean that the opposite is not true. It means that it's new. It means that we have not been paying attention to the opposite. We have not been giving power to the positive voice in our head. But again, that does not mean it is not true. It just means it is new. Going from negative beliefs to positive elevating beliefs is going to be work. Make no mistake. But friends, wouldn't we rather be working on elevating ourselves than working on actively keeping our bullshit? Right? Because that's all our negative self-talk is when we just allow it to sit there or when we just trick ourselves into thinking we can ignore it. That is us working to keep our bullshit. If we work to ask what that negative self-talk is really saying and then reframe that negative self-talk, then we begin working on our growth. So think about your current self-talk. What are the negative, derogatory, limiting stories you are telling yourself? So start thinking about them and thinking about how you can start replacing them. I'm not asking you to go from I am gross to I am gorgeous, but you can go from I am gross to I am trying. I am aiming to elevate. elevate. I am aiming to learn to better care for my body. I am aiming to learn to better understand myself. I am someone who is learning to treat my body with kindness. So any step in a direction that is the direction we wish to be going is a step in the right direction. Anytime a negative thought comes up, you can use that negative thought as an arrow to show you where to place your attention in that moment. If you are hearing a negative story in your mind around your body, then there's an arrow pointing to something around how you are treating and how you are interacting with yourself. I know through years, like years and years and years (laughs) of doing this work, that when I am having days in a row where my negative self-talk is is coming up more often and, and I'm hearing a lot of those voices, I know that there is something happening with the way I am interacting with my physical being. I know there's a leak I need to find. Maybe it's I'm not paying attention to what is going on my plate and I'm not eating with my health in mind. Or maybe I'm eating a little too rigid and I'm not allowing for enough joy because on either end of that spectrum, it does not feel good. It does not feel good when I am ignoring my health and when I am not meeting my ba- my body's basic needs of, you know, getting enough protein, getting enough vegetables, getting enough water, getting enough sleep, getting enough movement. But then it also feels like shit when I'm on the other side of that and I am being too rigid 
where I am really being diligent about getting in that protein and getting in those vegetables and not allowing for enough joy to happen in my life. That doesn't feel good. So I know now when I'm hearing a lot of negative self-talk pop up, it doesn't mean that I'm gross or bloated or fat or not worthy or lazy. It means that there is a leak going on somewhere with how I am interacting with my physical beings. Because our negative thoughts, they are really just arrows pointing to where we need to show ourselves more attention or more love. Because I do not want you to get confused thinking, okay, great, anytime I have a negative thought, that means I'm fucking up somewhere. That is not what I am saying at all. It may mean that you just need to show yourself a little more kindness there. You again need to take that thought and question it. Ask it, is this true? Am I really unmotivated, undisciplined? Am I really gross and bloated? Is that true? Start asking those questions, which guys, it is going to be so fucking uncomfortable. (laughs) I do not want to lie to you and tell you this is like rosy, like warm, fuzzy feelings that are going to come up. It's going to suck. Again, that's why I created a program around it because I know how much it can suck and I want to be there to help you through it. I want to be there to say, okay, this is normal. And these feelings, these emotions, this is a good thing. We are supposed to feel them and not feeling them is what brought us into this mess. So yeah, it's kind of messy at first, but just like if you're cleaning out your garage, It does not go smooth. You look around after you've started that process and you go, what the fuck? It's messier than when I started. Y'all, that's what happens. It gets messier before we're able to reorganize and go, oh, okay, that thought, that's not mine. I picked that up from my parents. That That's not my thought. That's their belief. Oh, that's not mine. That was from my second grade teacher who told me I was dumb and I listened to her and I carried it, I carried it with me until I was fucking 35 years old. That's not my thought. I need to put that away. That shit, it hurts when you're going through it, but it also brings awareness, awareness of all these stories that we have been telling ourselves for years that are not even our stories. We pick them up from society's bullshit. We pick them up from our parents' bullshit, which, sorry, mom and dad, but we all have a lot of our shit, right, that is given to us from our parents. And maybe it happened in a, in a kind way. Maybe they were looking out for us in the best way that they knew how, but it didn't feel so kind. Like, I have memories of my mother giving me Snackwell's cookies and my brothers could have Oreos, which taught me at a very young age that my body was different. My body was somehow not okay. Their body could have what they really wanted, but my body couldn't. My body needed to earn those things. And was my mom doing something to harm me? No. In her mind, she was doing something kind. But that was a belief, again, I carry that I can't, I can't have those, that food. I can't have things that I really want. Those things are not available to me because I am not worthy of actually enjoying my food because I am in a body that is a little chubbier, quote unquote, than the average. I had that belief until I was like fucking 32, you know? And so, again, it sucks when we start questioning these things, when we start saying, okay, where did this negative thought come from? Where did I pick this up? Is this really true? And start really pulling it apart. And here's the thing again. (laughs) this is why this gets so complicated and frustrating is because the first time you ask yourself, is this true? That little piece of your monkey mind is going to go, yep, yep, bitch, it's true. It's true. You are lazy. You are unmotivated. You do not deserve good things. And you need to know, okay, that's not me. 
That's not me. That is a negative, primitive part of my ego that is serving to keep me safe in my smallness because growth is uncomfortable. Growth makes us a target, right? We know when we step into our potential, when we step into our power, that really fucking amazing things can happen, but they're also really scary because it changes who we are. It changes how we show up in the world. It changes our habits. It changes the things we do every single day. Everything about our structure will change when we say, I am no longer limiting myself in the cage that I've been living in, and I'm going to step into my light. I'm going to step into my potential. That will mean death of huge parts of you. And a lot of people won't understand it, which is why when I say negative self-talk serves to keep you safe, it really does. Because it is that same negative, I'm sorry, primitive part of your brain that is telling you like, okay, don't walk into the woods when it's dark because there's unknowns there. We don't know what's going to happen there. We know what happens when we talk shit to ourselves. We've done that our entire lives, right? We have done that consistently. We know the safety of talking shit to ourselves. When we start gaining the courage and fortitude to say, "Uh uh-uh. I don't do that anymore. What's going on here? Why am I having these thoughts? Well, that's walking into the woods without a flashlight. We are stepping into the unknown, which is fucking terrifying. But guess what? Everything good also lives there. Every single possibility on the huge spectrum of horrible to absolutely mind-blowingly amazing lives in the unknown. We have to have the courage to ask, okay, what is this really telling me? How is this serving a purpose in my life? How is this keeping me safe in my smallness? Is this helping me or is this keeping me stuck in my bullshit? And when we are willing to do that, knowing that we are going to feel a absolute fuck ton, that's a real measurement, folks, a fuck ton of, (laughs) a fuck ton of uncomfortable feelings going through that process. But I promise you, When we can start looking at that negative self-talk and being willing to sit with the emotions it creates when we question it, wow, really amazing things happen. I have to level with you. I don't know what just happened there. (laughs) I stopped looking at my notes. I just started talking passionately into the microphone and I have no idea where I went with that. I know it was really good though. So I am rolling with it. But now I have all these notes that I have yet to cover. And I'm pretty sure I just covered them all in the last 13 minutes. So maybe this is some of a a repeat of what I just went over. But that's okay. Because that is what is required anytime we are stepping into a new version of ourselves. We need to remind ourselves the same things over and over and over. So I'm going to remind you When it comes to negative self-talk, just because you think it does not make it true. And we know this to be the opposite. So if I tell you, oh my gosh, you are gorgeous. You are stunning. You look amazing. Your eyes just sparkle. Your energy, your energy feels so good. Whenever I am near you, I feel calm. I feel inspired. I feel clear. You hearing those things, you start questioning them. Oh, no, I'm not gorgeous. I'm, I'm my light, my energy. What the fuck is my energy? I don't even know what that is. We start questioning all those things. However, if I were to say to you, and I don't even want to say these things, y'all. I don't like to speak like this. I don't like to speak things into existence. But if I were to say something negative to you, oh, you're lazy. And I'm not going to go any further because that's a trash way to talk to anybody, including ourselves. 
you would immediately internalize that. You're right, I am. I'm lazy. It takes a pretty strong person who has already gone through this work to go, oh, no, 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 no. Don't be speaking your negative shit into my plane. I am not lazy, friend. Back it up, right? So think about this with our self-talk. Just because you think it does not mean it is true. When you hear negative thoughts, you haven't been questioning them. You've been going, yeah, 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 you're right. I am fat. I do need to do more cardio. I do need to stop eating everything with even an ounce of flavor (laughs) because I am not allowed to enjoy my food until I am a size six. Like we automatically confirm that bullshit. But on the other side, if we look into the mirror and think, oh my God, I look good. What does our mind do? Almost all the time it goes, okay, well, let me look at my cellulite. Is my cellulite showing? That's what I do. I've been doing this work for a long time, y'all. I am confident. I am secure. I like myself. I've never felt this good in my body. And still, the first thing I do when I put on a dress or a pair of shorts is look and see how bad my cellulite looks. It's like I can't allow myself, even now, to enjoy what I am seeing in the mirror when I know how important it is. And so, again, all that to say, you can do all the work in the world. You can question every negative thought you have. You can question every negative affirmation you have. Does that mean that you will be free from all negative thoughts? Eh, fuck no. No, no, no. That is never going to happen. I don't think that exists. I think somebody who has no negative thoughts around themselves is a psychopath, right? That is not the aim here. The aim here is to observe with kindness and question with curiosity, Okay, so now I know when my head goes, oh, no, Heather, you're supposed you're a gym owner. You're not allowed to have cellulite. What the fuck? You can't be seen with a quote unquote flaw, which is not a flaw. We'll get there. But you can't be seen with cellulite on your legs. Nobody's going to respect you. Nobody's going to listen to you. This is disgusting. And I start like unraveling down that road. I know to stop myself dead right there. We stop. Nope. I wish I had a a YouTube video now. Actually, I don't because I'm sitting in my robe (laughs) in my husband's closet. It's a really good scene right now. But I close my eyes. I do that instantly. Whenever I say this, again, if you've worked with me, if you've done my groups, or if you invest in my um, program, you will see me when I talk about this. I instantly close my eyes. I've made it into that much of a habitual practice. I put my hands over my heart, and I remind myself, I don't do that anymore. I do not talk shit to myself. Society has talked shit to enough of us, right? We have picked up enough bullshit from other people. We do not need it from ourselves. And so all that to say, negative self-talk is never going to go away. But we learn how to actually deal with it. I've done enough work around that. And that's not a brag. That is saying this is available to you. You can learn to reprogram those negative thoughts. And so I'm not ignoring them now. I'm not ignoring them at all. I'm not pushing them away. I'm thanking them. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for reminding me that I don't talk shit to myself anymore. Thank you for reminding me that my body is the actual least important thing about me. That it does not fucking matter. Thank you for reminding me that I dress to be comfortable, that I dress to make myself happy and how I show up in society is only for my pleasure. And if somebody likes the way I look, that's cool. But that's a one tiny little sprinkle on a cake that I've already made, right? That is what we can do with negative self-talk. We will never, ever be free of it. But we can use it as a reminder once we get through this work and once we start really committing to the process of examining, exploring, questioning, and then reprogramming with positive affirmations, then when those thoughts come up, I can go, okay, no, 
No, no, no. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for reminding me that I don't do that anymore. And again, like I said just a couple minutes ago, if I am having those thoughts routinely, if they are coming up regularly, more frequent than they than they do on, you know, quote unquote normal days or good days, I know there's a leak somewhere, right? I know to expect those thoughts after I'm just coming back from Hershey Park. I spent two days eating nothing but s'mores. I did not have a vegetable for two days, which if you know me, that shit doesn't happen. <laughs> When I say I prioritize vegetables in my life, I mean it. (laughs) They are very important to me. So, like, I knew, I knew when I was going to wake up after being gone, you know, eating all the chocolate I could fit into my body, I knew I was going to have negative thoughts because I wasn't interacting in a way that was in alignment with how I'd like to treat myself. I was not honoring my physical being for two days. But in another sense, yes, I was because I was I was allowing myself full joy and full freedom, knowing that, yeah, it's going to have consequences. I am going to feel a little cloudy. I am going to feel a little bloated, but I don't have to live there, right? I do not need to give those negative thoughts questions. And so getting back to my notes, which I, I have 11 pages of notes, friends, I haven't looked at one of them. What the fuck? Don't even know why I wasted my time typing this up. But, you know, I know, I know to expect those those thoughts now, but I also know to say, okay, what what do I need? Thank you for reminding me that I don't talk shit to myself anymore, but what do I need? Because I don't feel great in my body. Because you're right, sometimes those negative thoughts, they are going to be, there's going to be an ounce of truth in them. Are you ever going to be gross? No, that's not true. If you believe that you can be gross, then you also need to believe at the exact same moment that you are gorgeous. Those things need to happen together. If one thing can be true, so can the opposite. And so if you are not willing to believe the exact opposite of a negative thought, then that thought does not get an ounce of your power. It does not get an ounce of your time. But what I can do with a thought that does have a little bit of truth, okay, I am feeling a little off in my body, then I ask, What do I need to do? What do I need to do that would allow this thought to no longer feel like my current truth? Okay. And guess what? I'm not going to hear a negative dickhead thing to myself. I'm not going to hear, bitch, you need to do seven hours of cardio. You need to not eat anything even remotely delicious for the next five days. You need to do another cleanse. You need to do, you know, take out all gluten, carbs, and joy from your diet because you've blown the motor. Like, that doesn't happen. That happened in the past. When I didn't know how to really sit with my negative thoughts, it doesn't happen anymore. And so again, when I say this is the process, I mean this. This is not an instant change. Like I I hate to keep plugging my program, but I'm going to keep plugging my program because there's so much information there around this. And I know what a huge process it is to go from reframing those thoughts. And holy fuck, when I say that this program is everything I needed 10 years ago, I mean it. It would have saved me so much time and so much bullshit and so much stress of living in my head if I had these tools available to me. But again, I know now how to sit with those negative thoughts and question them from a different plane, not question them from our negative mind, our monkey mind, our you know ego, whatever you want to call it. All those terms are synonymous. All those terms are valid, whatever feels good to you. And there's another tip name that negative self-talk you have. Name it. Like, there's some schools of thought in psychology that tell you to, like, give it a whole, like, ass name. Like, just name it, like, Olga or name it whatever. I don't do that. That doesn't vibe with me. That doesn't feel, um, you know, authentic to me. If it does to you, cool, do it. I remind myself, nope, that's my monkey mind. So whenever you hear me say monkey mind, that's what I'm referring to. I'm referring to that low part of my ego, that primitive part of my brain that is only there to keep me stuck in my smallness, which in some ways does keep us safe, 
but I don't want to be safe anymore. (laughs) I've been safe with my bullshit for 35 years. I ain't spending the next 35 years like that. No, no, no. I will gladly walk into the unknown knowing I have no fucking idea what's going to happen there. But everything good lives there, right? Every single thing good lives there. Back to the point. What was I talking about? (laughs) So now I know with negative self-talk, when there is an ounce of truth there, okay, I do feel bloated. What do I need? Then I can sit with it and I give my highest self, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. It's a few back. But I give my highest self a chance to answer. Okay, I, I do need more water. I do need some vegetables in my life. I would feel great if I moved my body a little. But I know from my past and my triggers, cardio is never going to serve me in that instance. Ever, ever, ever. I need to grab a weight. Even if it's just a quick kettlebell circuit, I need to actually feel my body, right? And that's just, I'm going to say this because I know I'll get questions around it. Why do I not do cardio in that state? And also, why do I suggest you not do cardio in that state? Because cardio allows you to stay safe in your bullshit. All you You can get on your little bike that goes nowhere, sit in the corner, and just pedal, pedal, pedal. You don't need to feel your body. You can just do that without having to even think or feel or experience any sensation in your physical being. You get on your bike and you just ride, which, okay, I'm not saying that's bad. That is fine. But when you are already in a state where you are feeling disconnected from self or when you are in a state where you are feeling gross, in your body, when you are having negative thoughts and a negative experience, doing cardio allows you to further disconnect from that because you don't need to pay attention to yourself. You can just sit on that fucking bike and ride and pay attention to that little tiny person in your screen. You are not listening to yourself. You are not listening to your body. And so when I I know I need to lift and I think it would be a huge thing if you were also to create that shift, lift When your body is saying, no, cardio, cardio, sweat, 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 when you hear those negative voices, don't indulge in that because that is your safeness, that is your smallness, and that is your bullshit that allows you to just tune out, tune out, tune out, further disconnect from your body. You don't need to pay attention. Listen to the person on the screen. Mm -mm, I don't do that anymore. Now I go into my body because lifting forces us inside, which is why lifting is fucking magic, but that's a whole other podcast. But I dare you to do a goblet squat or to do a push-up and not pay attention to your body. You can't do it. It's impossible. Lifting changes you because lifting forces you to be connected with self. It forces you to pay attention. It forces you to, what does this feel like? What is going on right here? Okay, I need to pay attention to my legs. I need to pay attention to my ass. I need to brace my core. All these things are happening, which might seem totally unrelated to negative self-talk, but holy shit, is it related? Because when we learn how to connect with ourselves in one fashion, it translates into every other area of our lives. And so cardio, again, I love cardio. I don't, you know, I don't really like that bike. Again, whole other issue. I love to get on the arc. The arc is my shit or the airdyne because I'm a masochist. <laughs> like, but I love to get on those pieces of, of, of equipment and I have a playlist. I call it my meditation playlist. I tune the fuck out. Do not even try to talk to me if you see me on one of those things. I am not saying that cardio or tuning out from your body body is a bad thing. That is not what I am saying, friends. However, I am saying when you are in a state where you wish to tune out from your body, do not indulge in your bullshit. Force yourself back in. And maybe lifting isn't going to feel good to you in that moment. Okay, that's still fine. Go for a walk. Go for a walk or even run, which, yes, that's cardio, but running requires you to pay attention to self. Do not allow yourself when you are feeling disconnected and having negative self-talk to get on a machine where you don't have to think at all. 
because that's that's just feeding into your bullshit and it is telling you no I don't pay attention to myself I don't need to listen to my body what my body's feedback is is not important which will further disconnect that story again why did I write notes because I didn't even have anything on there so let's get back to the subject at hand unpacking our negative self-talk unpacking that shit requires questioning Go to the highest self episode. I know I just said that, but there's a lot there that is in common here because when we are having that negative self-talk, we need to ask, what is what is what is really happening here? Is this in alignment with who I wish to be? Is this in alignment with how I wish to talk to myself? Is this thought helping me elevate in any way or is it keeping me small? And then sitting with that, but then also asking, okay, is this does this thought have anything to tell me? Maybe I am, you know, not interacting in a way that feels good in my physical being because there will be a disconnect there, which is why this shit is hard, right? Which is why it can be confusing because sometimes, yes, there is a disconnect. We do need to treat our physical bodies better. You will not have good self-talk when you are treating yourself like shit. And that goes on both ends of the spectrum. If you are treating yourself like shit by just eating trash food, never moving your body, sitting on the couch, you know, all day, just working and then coming home and sitting and just eating with no thought of your future health, you're going to have shitty self-talk. Make no doubt about it. That is a huge fucking warning flag. Your self-talk is telling you, bitch, pay attention. You've been neglecting me. But guess what? The same is true on the other end. If you've been eating with strict rigidity, counting every single calorie and morsel of food that goes into your mouth, or even not even that rigid, but just eating like a dick where you're like, oh no, I need to cleanse. I need to be good. I've been bad lately. I need to do this. I need whatever. Holding yourself to a standard that is not in alignment with your highest self, eating in a way that is not in alignment with how you wish to treat yourself long term, you're going to have that same negative self-talk, right? That is a warning flag. That is something that we should be looking at. And again, looking at it because sometimes we're hearing voices that aren't even ours. We've picked them up from parents or friends or society or a magazine or watching something on e-news or whatever when we were teenagers that we just need to recognize and realize that's not my thought. I've been carrying so-and-so's bullshit for five years. I ain't carrying it anymore. My shoulders are heavy, right? I am going to put that down. And lastly, one last thing around self-talk, when you are... When you feel inclined to just ignore it, when you feel inclined to just push that voice aside, I want you to picture yourself as a child. I want you to imagine yourself as a child having that thought because chances are you can because you did have that thought as a child, right? I remember having horrible thoughts about my body as young as eight years old. And I'm sure that some of you identify the same way. Maybe not that young. I pray not that young. But I'm sure you can remember times in middle school or high school where you just felt so bad in your body. So imagine that version of you came to you and said whatever you just said in your head. Would you tell her, just ignore it and send her on her way? No, you wouldn't. You would envelop that little girl with love. You would sit her down. You would say, what is happening? Why are you experiencing this right now? Like, let's talk about this. This is not you. This is not helping you. This is, where did you get this thought? Who told this to you? You would have all these questions. You would be trying to sit with and comfort, but also examine what was going on with that little girl. That is what I'm asking you to do with your negative self-talk. Parent yourself in that moment, which I understand may sound really weird to some of you. I don't give a fuck. 
It's important. Changes mean changes. If you want a different outcome, you need a different process. We have tried hating ourselves and talking shit to ourselves and forcing ourselves into submission for years. And we know unequivocally that that does not work. That never works. If it worked, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. And if it worked, you still wouldn't be listening. So what can we do? We need to get curious. We need to have the courage to explore our negative self-talk, the courage to explore our bullshit, and the courage, most importantly of all, to explore our potential, to explore everything that is amazing about ourselves. So when we start unpacking that negative self-talk, we start seeing the opposite. No, 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 I am capable. I am strong. I am motivated. I am able to do this work. I am able to be whoever the fuck I want to be because as soon as I start, I I I am. Right? As soon as you claim it, you can be it. But you can never be it unless you can see it. And I did not mean to rhyme that. But I'm not mad about it. But it, because it is so true. I cannot be my highest self if I have no fucking clue what that looks like. Neither can you. We need to be willing to sit and explore. I believe we spend our entire lives working. We're either working to keep our bullshit or we're working to stay committed to our growth. And yes, there are absolutely times of coasting where things can be easier. But think, what do you want to be coasting with? Do you want to be coasting with your bullshit? Coasting with your bad habits? Coasting with your negative self-talk? Coasting with all the behaviors and actions that are keeping you stuck? Keeping you in a cycle of talking shit to yourself? Or do you want to be coasting with your higher self? Coasting with your goals, coasting with actions and behaviors that are in alignment with who you wish to be and how you wish to show up in the world. Make no mistake, we are working on something either way. We might as well take an active role in working on our growth. And examining our self-talk is doing exactly that. And I know this is a lot. We have covered a lot here. I'm sure we are over 30 minutes at this point, but it really comes down to two things. Curiosity. A willingness to get curious around what is happening. Why am I feeling this? Where did this come from? And a willingness to just feel. Feel emotions because unfelt emotions come back with things, right? They come back with things, but guess what? Our shadows, they can't fuck with us if they're in front of us. And so pulling out the bullshit, as hard as it's going to be at first and as uncomfortable as it's going to be at first, and make no mistake, it will be. But again, we're working on something, working on your bullshit, working on your growth. I'll take the growth. Thank you very much. Like, as uncomfortable as that is, that will allow us to coast with our growth. And that's the type of life I'm after. I know it's the type of life you're after too. I have to, again, plug my program. There is so much there around self-talk, self-exploration, self-questioning, highest self, bullshit unpacking. All that shit is there for a dirt cheap price that you can just come back to at any time. So if that if this was of curiosity to you, if this was helpful to you, please check that out. And as always, if you would take just a second to rate and review this podcast, I would be honored. If it helped you in any way, if you would share it on your social media platforms, that would be just a huge honor to me. That's what keeps me coming back every week when I get your feedback knowing that in some small way, my words have helped. I appreciate it more than you know. So I hope I hope this helped. I know we went off in a thousand different subjects, but I'm here for it. I hope you're here for it too. I will see you back next week.